Hello, and welcome to the History Obscura podcast. Once more, I am your host, Mandy Gardner, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Tell me something. How much do you know about the great artist who painted the Mona Lisa and also the Sistine Chapel? Whether you're something of an expert or just know the name of this Renaissance master in passing, I've dug something up from the archives of my reading room that I bet will make you think of him in a new light. Once upon a time, Leonardo da Vinci was born on April 15, 1452, near the city of Vinci in the Republic of Florence, Italy, making him an early member of the European Renaissance. As part of a family who had a reasonable amount of wealth, Leonardo received a classical education which included geometry, reading, writing, and early sciences. It also included the arts, such as sculpting, drawing, and painting. When he neared the age of 30, when he began to near the age of 30, da Vinci decided that he wanted to dedicate himself to higher learning. For example, he taught himself Latin. Latin was a central part of the classical style education, which was becoming more popular again during the Renaissance. And da Vinci did learn some Latin during his childhood classes, but when he was an adult, he decided that he wanted to really understand it, and so he taught himself how to use it so that he could read and understand the essays of scholars throughout Europe. Most of these scholars chose Latin as their universal, cross-cultural language. Along with the Latin lessons, Da Vinci went into higher mathematics and excelled at the subject. So educated, Leonardo decided that he needed a great job to match his obviously great intelligence and skills. Primarily, he sought work as an engineer and hoped to find a job he could be proud of in that industry. He wrote a letter of application to one Ludovico Scorsa, the regent of Milan, looking for employment. This was in 1482. Now, I'm sure you can sympathize with Signore da Vinci. After all, we all know what it's like trying to find a job, putting together your resume, and contemplating the best ways to sell ourselves on a sheet of paper. And it can be tough. There are rejections. There are jobs you don't really want. And there are little fibs you tell to try to make yourself more employable. Now, Leonardo da Vinci did not have to lie about his job skills and talents, but he did have to represent himself as a sort of character that has not gone down in history. The thing is, even though it was the Renaissance, and the arts and humanities and sciences were in focus in the lives of Italians and other Europeans, 
the countries of Europe were still pretty much constantly at war with one another. Which meant that Da Vinci, in order to get a job, was not going to be able to sell himself as an artistic engineer when he wrote his job application to the regent. Instead, he wrote the following. My most illustrious lord, having now sufficiently seen and considered the achievements of all those who count themselves masters and artificers of instruments of war, and having noted that the invention and performance of the said instruments is in no way different from that in common usage, I shall endeavor, while intending no discredit to anyone else, to make myself understood to your excellency for the purpose of unfolding to you my secrets, and therefore offering them at your complete disposal. And when the time is right, bringing into effective operation all those things which are in part briefly listed below. Number 1. I have plans for very light, strong, and easily portable bridges with which to pursue and, on some occasions, flee the enemy and others, sturdy and indestructible either by fire or in battle, easy and convenient to lift and place in position, also means of burning and destroying those of the enemy. Number 2. I know how, in the course of the siege of a terrain, to remove water from the moats, and how to make an infinite number of bridges, mantlets, and scaling ladders, and other instruments necessary to such an enterprise. Number 3. Also, if one cannot, when besieging a terrain, proceed by bombardment either because of the height of the glasses or the strength of its situation and location, I have methods for destroying every fortress or other stranglehold unless it has been founded upon a rock. Number 4. I have also types of cannon, most convenient and easily portable, with which to hurl small stones almost like a hailstorm and the smoke from the cannon will instill a great fear in the enemy on account of the grave damage and confusion. Number 5 Also, I have means of arriving at a designated spot through mines and secret winding passages constructed completely without noise, even if it should be necessary to pass underneath moats or any river. Number 6. Also, I will make covered vehicles, safe and unassailable, which will penetrate the enemy and their artillery, and behind these the infantry will be able to follow, quite uninjured and unimpeded. Number 7. Also, should the need arise, I will make cannon, mortar, and light ordnance of very beautiful and functional design that are quite out of the ordinary. Number 8. Where the use of cannon is impracticable, I will assemble catapults, mangonels, 
trebuchets and other instruments of wonderful efficiency not in general use. In short, as the variety of circumstances dictate, I will make an infinite number of items for attack and defense. Number 9. And should a sea battle be occasioned, I have examples of many instruments which are highly suitable either in attack or defense, and craft which will resist the fire of all the heaviest cannon and powder and smoke. Number 10. In time of peace, I believe I can give as complete satisfaction as any other in the field of architecture and the construction of both public and private buildings, and in conducting water from one place to another. Also, I can execute sculpture in marble, bronze, and clay. Likewise, in painting, I can do everything possible as well as any other, whosoever he may be. Moreover, work could be undertaken on the bronze horse, which will be to the immortal glory and eternal honor of the auspicious memory of his lordship your father, and of the illustrious house of Sforza. And if any of the above-mentioned things seem impossible or impracticable to anyone, I am most readily disposed to demonstrate them in your park, or in whatsoever place shall please your excellency, to whom I commend myself with all possible humility. Signed, Leonardo da Vinci So, next time you have to play up your salesmanship and great customer service experience to land a job and buy luxuries like food and shelter, you can at least be grateful that you don't have to help your boss kill his enemies. Ideally. Love to all of you. Good night.